Happy New Year. Good morning. Yes? Hey, all right. I was wondering. There we go. How are we today? Great. It's great to be with you guys here this morning. I hope you guys had a wonderful New Year. Um, and your year has started off awesomely uh, so far. Um, I know um, some of you this morning uh, may be here today and you may not be a Christian, and I want you to know that we're glad that you're here, and I'm really thankful to have you here uh, this morning, even if you're not a believer, if you're just checking things out. Um, But today I'm going to talk primarily to those who call themselves Christians. Today what I want to do is I want to talk about the importance of the local church. I want to talk about the importance of what church is. Starting our year off remembering why church is important, why it's important, right, that we gather together faithfully as the body of Christ. So if you're not a Christian, my goal this morning is that you would hear this and you would understand at the end, you would say, oh, this is why they gather together. This is why they get together every single week. This is why they worship together. This is why they do what they do. And if you're a believer... It would reignite this commitment that we have, that we're supposed to have, towards gathering together every single week with other believers. Being a pastor for a while now, and especially in our church, is that I hear people will say, hey, I love my small group, I love my Bible study, you know, I love my Bible study on this day or, you know, this morning or this night, whatever it might be, and and they don't want to miss their group during the week. But then they'll sit there and they'll say, okay, well, but I don't necessarily have to come on Sundays. I can, I can make that up another time. I can just listen to it, you know, on the podcast. I can just listen to it, um, you know, online. And, and I can make it up that way. It's, it's really not a big deal if I miss Sunday. It's, you know, I'll make that up with God later. But the goal this morning is for us to see why God's not okay with that. Why God has set us up for something much better than that. Why God has something greater than that, and so um, why? Sh- listen, I want to talk about why that shouldn't be the place in our hearts. Why that kind of attitude shouldn't be in in our hearts, and why we should want to be here together. And so, as followers of Jesus, this is a major thing that is taught in the New Testament. 
that we are to be about gathering together on Sundays. That is what's taught in the New Testament, that we're supposed to gather and remember what Jesus Christ has done for us to worship him. You know, there was a, a saying, and I, and, I, and I wrote this down because I thought this was important. It says that those who don't think they need the church don't really think much of the one who founded the church. And I think that's true. I think that hits the nail on I don't need the church to sit there and say, I, I don't really need right, the Lord. I don't really need him, or you don't really think very much about him. And so this morning I want to attempt to answer this question, why? Right? Why do we do what we do? Why is this important? And I want to try and do it this morning from God's word. I, I don't want to give you my own personal opinion because I could. I could give you arguments, philosophical arguments. I could give you all these different reasons why I think, why Jordan thinks, hey, it's great for you to be here and why you should be here. But this morning, strictly based on the word of God, what does God say? Right? What does God say? I want to, as a pastor this morning, I want to lay a foundation under your feet. Right? Why this is something that we stand on. Why this is such a core right, value of our church that we gather together on Sunday mornings. Like, of course, listen, you should want to know this too. Right? You should want to know why. Because I think there's, there's some of you who have probably been coming for years, right, year after year after year. And if we were to ask you, like, hey, why is it important for, you know, believers to come to church, you might say, you know, I'm not really sure. And, and that's okay. And listen, if that's, if that's where you are today, that's okay. But after we're done today, you'll know. And you'll know why it's so important that believers come and why we gather together. And so this morning I want to read this quote to you. It's from a man named David Peterson. Um, and this man's insight as the Spirit led him to write this this. And this is what he says, and I agree. It kind of, kind of gives you a little insight into what we're trying to accomplish together this morning. He says, Vitality and meaning will not be restored to the Christian gathering, which is what we're doing right now, the Christian gathering, until those who lead and those who participate can recover a biblical perspective on their meetings, seeing them in relation to God's total plan and purpose for his people. In other words... Until you and I get on the same page with God about why we're here, this right here is not going to accomplish very much. It's not going to mean very much. It's not going to do very much. It's why you're going to come in and you're going to feel unfilled and you're not going to feel as connected to God as maybe you have at some other point. Because when you came in here, you didn't come in here with the right reason, the right purpose. And other people didn't either. Does that make sense? Like, until we're all on the same page with God about why we're even here in the first place, we can't expect very much to happen. We shouldn't expect very much to happen if we're not going to be on the same page with God about why we're here. So what David Peterson says is, hey, your meeting, it's going to lose its vitality. It's going to lose its vitality if you're not on the same page with God about why you're doing what you're doing. Because what he's essentially saying is you're just going through the motions, you're just going through the motions. You're sitting there saying, you didn't even come for the reason I wanted you to come. Like, we weren't even engaged together in that time when you came. You didn't even come with the right heart. You just came to check it off a list. And God's not something you check off a list. God is someone you have a relationship, a relationship with. God is someone you walk with. God is someone you know. God is someone you, you, you talk with and you do life with. We don't check him off a list. That's not how this goes. And so, listen, we're not going to understand, right, why we have to come, why it's essential that we come, and like Gian prayed, why we get to come.
to church, why we get to gather together as believers on a Sunday, and why God has not left us to be a podcast church or an online church, and why that's not really even church to begin with. Some of you might say, did he just say that? Yeah, I said that. It's the truth. It is. Listen, because, listen, the online church, and you might say, I'm not taking shots. I think it's better than nothing. But the online church loses some of the essential elements of what it means to be a church. There's certain things that can't happen in online church. There's certain things that can't happen when you're sitting there watching your church service at home on your computer or on your TV. There's just some things that can't happen, that won't happen, that are impossible to happen. That should happen when we gather together with other believers. So again, this morning, right, some of you are members here. I want to remind you, I want to encourage you of what you've already agreed to as being a believer and as a member of this church. So um, if you have a Bible, we're in Hebrews chapter 10. It's what Gion uh, read this morning. And go there with me, Hebrews chapter 10. Simply put, what we do together when we gather together is we worship God. That's like as simple as I can put it. We, we worship God. And our purpose in gathering together is to worship, right? We all understand that, right? It's, it's to worship God. And so we're worshiping God for who he is. We're worshiping God for what he's done for us through Jesus. What has God done for us through Jesus? You and I were dead in our sin, dead. God, in his grace and mercy, looked upon you and sent his son in love to come and live a perfect life for you, lay down that perfect life as a sacrifice for you, die in your place. Why? So that you could be connected to God, so that you could know God, so that you could have a relationship with God, so that you could have forgiveness of your sin. Does this make sense? So this is what Jesus has done for us. So we show up on Sundays and we give back to Jesus what he deserves, which is our worship. Right? He deserves our worship. And so we come together every, talk about the gospel, literally every Sunday we mention the gospel. We talk about Jesus. We talk about what he's done. We don't just give self-help. We talk about the gospel. Right? We come, we gather together, remember Jesus and what he's done for us, and we worship him because of it. We worship him. And so in essence, what we're doing here today, listen, is really supposed to be just an extension, though, of what you do 24-7. See, the Christian life is a life of worship. The Christian life is meant to be this, this life of worship, meaning you're supposed to not just worship Jesus here, but everywhere. Like in your job, you're worshiping the Lord, right? At your home, you're worshiping the Lord. In your car, you're worshiping the Lord. In the shower, you're worshiping the Lord. You're worshiping the Lord everywhere, right? It's a life of worship is what it means to be a Christian. So this is really just an extension, gathering together of what we already do. But the Bible tells us the worship that we do, that we offer to God when we gather together is different. The worship that you and I, that we give to God when we're together as the body of Christ is completely different. It's unmatched in multiple ways that we'll talk about here this morning. And let me just tell you something, it's beautiful. It's essential, right? It's important. And so the worship we did this morning, this, this type of worship that we were just uh, doing together and that we're going to do at the end of our service, this is a kind of worship that can't happen in your church online. It just can't. It's only a type of worship that when we as God's people, when we gather together to remember and rejoice in the finished and complete work of Jesus Christ. When we gather together with that mindset that we're coming together, hey, we're coming together with everybody in our church family to worship Jesus for what he's done. 
That is something that is so beautiful, so important. And so listen, yes, all of, all of life is a worship, right? It's worship, but there's a type of worship that God commands in us coming together, and here's, here's the key. God commands this kind of worship because he knows this kind of worship is what's going to keep us until the day that he calls us home. This kind of worship is what you need. You and I need this kind of worship. How many people have you seen fall away from the Lord? Has anybody ever seen fall, people fall away from the Lord? Yeah, well, I, we've all seen it. And it typically happens what? One of the first ways that people start falling away is what? They stop coming. They stop gathering. They neglect. It's one of the first things. And so gathering together is part of what keeps us faithful to the Lord. Right? It's part of it. Now, you might ask, well, how is this worship different than other kinds of worship? Right? Why does God command it? What's the function of this worship? I'm glad you asked. We're going to look at Hebrews chapter 10, and we're going to answer some, but we don't. But what I would say is this. If, if, if you don't know anything about the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, God's people were constantly giving sacrifices and offering sacrifices for their sin. Constantly going to the altar and offering sacrifices for their sin. And so the author here, what he's doing in Hebrews, really throughout the entire book, but specifically even here in Hebrews chapter 10, is that all of that is over. That Jesus Christ is the final sacrifice, that he is the great sacrifice, that there is no longer a need for you to constantly go back to the altar and make physical sacrifices to God for your sin. That Jesus has already paid for your sin in full. It's finished. Now in verses 19 through 25, he's going to break down the implications of this, what this really means for us. Meaning, Jesus came, he died once and for all, and everybody who puts their faith in Jesus is what? Saved, right? And, and so you're washed clean, your heart is sprinkled clean, and so we're supposed to live like this together as a church. Verse 19, here it is. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance, with our hearts sprinkled clean, past the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another towards love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Stop there. And so here's what we gather together about the, the worship that we're supposed to give to God on Sundays. It's unique in three different ways that I'm going to talk about. Worshiping together on Sunday mornings is unique in three different ways. And so what is it that, that makes it unmatched? What is it that makes it completely different? Let's talk about it. Number one, worshiping together as a church family is unmatched corporately. It's unmatched corporately. So let's kind of start there for, 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 for just a moment, right? That it's unmatched corporately, meaning collectively as the body of Christ. I want to talk about this word neglecting that he uses there in verse 25. The word for neglecting there is the word, a Greek word for abandon. And it basically means that if somebody was in your, in your capacity to help them, you chose to not help them, to not offer help. It would be essentially, I see Gion over here drowning, and I have a life vest, and I hold on to the life vest and do nothing. 
right? That would be neglect. That's neglecting him. It's neglecting and not helping where I'm supposed to. The gathering, right? Don't neglect the gathering. You're supposed to be about the gathering, right? Don't just turn away from it. The other thing is that I notice here is how can we spur each other on towards love and good deeds if we're not together? Very hard to spur somebody else on towards love and good deeds if you don't have a walk with them, if you don't have relationship with them, right? And so Sunday is the time that believers do what? We gather together. Sunday morning is the time to get believers gathered together, and this is the main place that that happens, right? This is the main time that that happens. And so this right here, what we're doing right now, makes us different from anything that you do in your Bible study, right? It makes it different than what you do in your small group, right? This is what sets it apart. And listen, I'm not knocking Bible studies because you know, listen, if you've been here for any amount of time, you know my heart towards small groups, and you know how I believe, and I say they're so important, Right, that you should be in a Bible study, but this is different. It's different than what's happening in a Bible study, right? Why? Because this is where the entire church family is coming together, right? This would be like if you're in, in your home, you may have a meal maybe with, you know, by yourself. You might have a meal with maybe, you know, one person in your, in your family, but when the whole family comes together, that's something different, isn't it? Something different. There's a different element that happens when everybody is together. And we shouldn't take this for granted. We shouldn't take this for granted, right? Because there's many believers in the world who don't have the opportunity that you have right now. There's a lot of believers in this world who right now, especially in other countries, if you go to the Middle East, China, you go to some of these other places, they would do anything to get to do what you're doing. And they don't have this opportunity. In fact, Dietrich Bonhoeffer wrote in his book, Life Together, about uh, community in the church. He says, it's not simply to be taken for granted that the Christian has the privilege of living among other Christians. Living among other Christians. In America, we take it for granted that we get to live among other Christians. We really do, right? That, that we don't have to worry about violence or persecution. We don't have to worry about, you know, the police coming in here and shutting us down today. In fact, most Sundays we have a police officer out here protecting us, so you can worship. Like, it's the total opposite of what's happening in other countries around the world. We take it for granted. Now, what I'm not telling you, let me just be real with you, I'm not saying I wish we were persecuted. <laughs> that would be foolish, right? Like, I'm not saying I, I wish we were persecuted. Definitely not that I don't wish we were persecuted. But certainly those who are persecuted have a deeper understanding of what we're talking about here today. And, and they wouldn't have to get here, right, and, 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 and hide why they were here or have to do everything quietly. They could worship just open and freely and invite people via social media to come what they're gonna, and join them and what they're going to do. I mean, imagine how they would be if they came in here this morning. Like, just, do you think they would be just, just overjoyed and thankful? I, I think they really would. I really do. And so Bonhoeffer goes on to say, it's easily forgotten that the fellowship of the Christian brethren is a gift of grace, a gift of the kingdom of God that one day may be taken from us. Not all Christians receive this blessing. The imprisoned, the sick, the scattered lonely, the proclaimers of the gospel in heathen lands where there are no other Christians, they all stand alone. They know that visible fellowship is a blessing. What you have right now is called visible fellowship. 
This is a blessing that you are with other believers. Now, it's not just here in this room and this morning, right? But in your small group, in your Bible study, that's also visible fellowship as well. That's a beautiful blessing as well in your life that you get to be with other believers. Us gathering together as the church family of New Beginnings, it's a blessing. It's an absolute blessing. It's a big deal. It's huge that we get to come in here and do what we do. It's important that we get to come in here. That He says these words. He says, let us, three times in those verses right there. Let us. Let us. And this is the corporate side of what we do on Sundays. Right? That we, think about this. We are the body of Christ at New Beginnings. Like, we are the body of Christ here. Right now in this moment, like, do you understand the implications of this? We are the body of Christ. Throughout the week, the body of Christ is scattered, right? Agree? Right? The body of Christ is scattered. But what happens when the body of Christ is here on Sunday? We're all together. See how it's different? There's something completely different about when we're all together as a church family. And so the imagery here is most beautifully, it's most... It's most experienced when we're all together, right? It's beautiful. And it's not just that we come together that's what makes it beautiful. It's actually what we do and what God does when we're all gathered together. And so I would say this. It's not just unique and unmatched corporately that we're all together. It's unique and it's unmatched when the church family, and this is number two, right? Because what happens vertically, it's all about also what's happening vertically here, right? Look with me at verse 22. A true heart and full assurance of faith. Who are we drawing near to? God, right? We're drawing near to God. So let us draw near to God with a true heart and full what? Assurance of faith. With your heart being what? Sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. And he keeps going, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who is promised is what? Is faithful. And so it's not just that we come together, right, uh, to do something very specific, but we do, right? One of the things that we come together to do is to draw near to God. We come together to draw near to God, right? We're holding fast the confession of our hope. And how do we do that, right? We do this by all the things that we do when we gather together, right, by listening to God's word. Like right now, this is an act of worship, listening to the word of God, right, studying the word of God together, singing God's praises, praying with another believer, praying on your own for other believers, right? All these things that we're doing together in this room today, it's all aspects of worshiping God, but it's all happening collectively, See, while, while he's over here praying, you know, with this person, she's over here praying with this person, and so on and so forth. And so all these things are how we are drawing near to God. Listen, throughout the entire church history, Sunday has been the day, it's the Lord's Day, right, for 2,000 years where God's people come together and they do this. The things that we're doing right now are no different than what they were doing for the last 2,000 years. They would come together for the last 2,000 years and they would sing. They would come together and they would listen to the word be preached. They would study it together. They would come together and they would fellowship. They would come together and they would pray for each other. 
They would come together and they would encourage each other. They would come together and they would serve together. These are things that have been happening for the last 2,000 years. And these are the things that we continue today. Amen? These are the things that New Beginnings should be about, that we should be about these things. And so coming together, like reading the Word of God, studying the Word of God, right, the Lord's Supper, baptism, these things are all part of drawing near to God. They're all part of drawing near to God. And the church has been doing these things, like I said, for the last 2,000 years. And so in this setting, right, what's, what's so unique is that we're coming to the Lord on Sundays. And what I want you to see is that we're being ministered to by God. But at the same time, we're ascribing worth to God. Are you, are you tracking with me? Yes? Yeah, I, I don't know. We're super quiet. I don't know if we're together. And we're like, okay, I'm coming this morning, and I'm going to worship God today. I'm going to worship him. And God's like, and I'm going to minister to you. See, like, as you're sitting here and going, God, I'm going to draw near to you, what does Scripture say? You draw near to God. God says, I draw near to you. Right? And so what happens? You're coming with this right mindset. God, I'm coming together today with my brothers and sisters, and I'm going to worship you. We're going to worship you. And God's like, I'm going to draw near to all of you. But see, if we come with this wrong mindset of, I'm just going to get ministered to. I'm going to get ministered to today. I'm going to get my, what I need today. Then how much are we really expecting to experience God? Because it doesn't work like that. It doesn't just come like, okay, God, I'm, I'm here. Just, just give me something. And like God is like your spiritual butler. He has to bring you blessing and favor and all these different things because you summoned him. That's not how this works. That's not how this works at all. And, and so it's unique and it's unmatched in this way that, that God is sitting here and God is, he is ministering to you while you're ascribing worth to him. It's unmatched. It's absolutely unmatched. And so it's unmatched, it's unique collectively, corporately, it's unique and unmatched when the church family gathers together, right? Um, vertically, but it's, that's number three, horizontally. And, and so listen, I would say this. It's not just that we come together to worship God. It's not just that we come together to glorify God and be ministered to by, by God and be strengthened by God. It's that we come together with this goal of glorifying God and being ministered to him, or ministering to him and being ministered to by him. But at the same exact time, we are building each other up as we do that. So it's, it's I come and I'm sitting here going, God, I'm coming to worship you. And God's sitting here saying, I'm drawing near to you. But I'm also coming at the same time saying, God, as I'm worshiping you, help me to draw near to my brothers and sisters as well and encourage them and spur them on and help them get closer to you too. And God is saying, well, if other people come with the same mindset, I'm going to use them to do that to you too. That they're going to help you grow closer to, to, to me, that they're going to spur you on towards love and good deeds. Do you see how this works? So it's not just that, hey, we came together and we all sang some songs and we worshiped God. We came together, we worshiped God, right? We ascribed work to him. God drew near to us. He ministered to us. And then he pushed us out so that we would draw near and we would encourage and minister to other people in our church. Everybody's getting their needs met. Everybody's getting blessed. Right, God is being blessed at the same time God in his goodness is saying, I have good for you too. I have good for you. But it only happens when we're what? 
together. See, when we are not together, this can't happen. It, it just can't happen. And so it's unique and that this only gets expressed when we're all here together worshiping God. Verse 24 through 25. And let us consider, again, how to stir up one another towards love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near. Now, again, I want to talk about this not neglecting here. I want you to understand this is not just Jordan saying this. It's not just Jordan saying this, this is God saying this. And that means that what we're doing here this morning is we're we're bringing worship to God, we're encouraging one another, but what I would tell you is, again, this is part of your Christian walk. It's part of your Christian walk, not part of your your Christian chores or your Christian duty. It's part of your Christian walk, right, that you gather with other believers, That what we're doing here is just that important. And so what I'm not telling you this morning is I'm not telling you, hey, you're not a Christian if you don't come on Sunday mornings. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. And I'm not saying you're, listen, God bless you. Some of you have to work. And I get it. And it's hard. But there are some of you who that is not the case. That is not the case. And so this word neglect is is aimed at the people who are sitting here saying, hey, this is, I can give this up. I don't have to be here. I don't have to do that, right? And so listen, I would just tell you, again, it doesn't mean that you're not a Christian. It doesn't mean you're not a good Christian. It doesn't mean any of that just stuff. What it does mean is, hey, you need to wrestle with this with God, right? You need to wrestle with this, what we're talking about with the Lord, right, about the priority of, of gathering together with other believers. And listen, if we can help you, right, as a church, we want to help you. Right? Because we, we love you. We love each other. We want everybody gathered here. Amen? Amen? Yeah, we want our brothers and sisters to be with us on Sunday mornings. Right? We want that. I, I want to see your face. I want to see your face. I want to see your smiling face. I want to see, you know, what you look like this week. After you got all your Christmas gifts, right? And you're wearing your new clothes today, right? Anybody wearing something new that they got for Christmas today? Anybody? Uh, oh, Tyreek Hill. All right, hopefully he has a big game today, right? But listen, we're the point. And I would tell you this. It, we come together and we're supposed to be considering how we're supposed to stir each other up for love and good works. Like we're supposed to be thinking about how can I spur Linda on towards love and good works. Like we're supposed to be coming together with this kind of mindset that I'm here to spur you on towards good deeds, towards loving one another. Like how can I strengthen one, my, my neighbor? How can I strengthen my brother or my sister? Right? The Apostle Paul, he talked about that. He talked about that in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. If you want to study that, you can. He talked about that in 1 Thessalonians. He talked about it in Ephesians, about spurring each other on, right, ministering to each other. I've talked about this before, and I probably maybe even used this illustration at some point. But I love the sequoia trees out in California. Anybody else? Super cool. Well, I knew the Bobsons were going to put I knew you were going to put your hands up, right? But I love these trees, and one of the th- cool things about these trees, and, I, and I'll try not to go into too much about this, 
but they can get up to over 300 feet tall. 300, that's a football field up in the air. Those things are massive. They're huge. But what's really cool about them is they actually have very shallow root systems. You would think, but did you know how those trees grow? Those trees grow in clusters. Their root systems actually gather and intertwine and go around, and it actually, listen, it actually strengthens each other against storms. See, if they're going to reach the heights that they're going to reach, which is over 300 feet in the air, they actually need each other. And listen, if you're going to reach the height that God has for you, and you're going to reach the potential that God has for you in your life, brother or sister, listen, you need each other. I need you. Can I just tell you that? Listen, I need you. And, and guess what? We need each other, amen? Like, we have to have each other. If we're going to reach the potential that God has laid out for us, we need each other. We can't do it on our own. God has designed, right, and said, hey, I'm giving you a church family. I'm giving you these people to help you reach and get to where I want you to be. If you're not where you want to be, might you consider that, hey, have you really been investing in the church? Have you really been giving your all right towards your brothers and sisters and helping spur them on towards love and good deeds? Have you been doing that? See, Paul expected, right, the, the people, the members of the church to meet the needs of the people around them, to have our spiritual needs met like we just talked about. This isn't a spiritual drive through We don't just show up and say, okay, I'll look at the menu today. I'll have number one. I'll have my favorite song. Um, number two, if I could get my, my seat so nobody else is sitting in my seat. And number three, what do I want for number three? Oh, number three, if I, if I could have, if they could sing my other favorite song at the end. Like, and then, and then everything will be good. That will be have been considered a good service. Like, this is not a spiritual drive through Like, you're not coming in here today going, well, what can I just get? What can, what can I have? Listen, we come in here prepared on how we're going to give and how we're going to build others up when we come. Like, we come with a different mindset. We come with this different mindset of it's not about just me. It's not about just me. Right, I come ready to give and I come ready to serve when I come ready to church. It's not just that the pastor comes ready to preach. That is part of it. Pastor does have to come ready to preach. Musicians have to come ready to sing and play, right? Tech team has to come ready to be tech. The, the greeters at the door, they have to come ready to greet, right? Sunday school teachers have to come ready to teach, right? You have to come ready to do it. Otherwise, what happens? Things just don't really feel like, hey, that was, that was really the, that only happens when we draw near together as, as believers, when we gather together on Sunday. And it's unique to our gathering together on Sunday. Listen, there's a lot of people who come in, and, and I've been a pastor for a long time, so can I, and I grew up in church. So this is going to be like, I'm going to tell you, people come into church and they go, that's my seat. Some of you are like, it's the truth. Right? It's just so true. And it's not just a Baptist church thing. It's an all church thing. Right? People just come in and go, that's where I sit. Oh, they're singing my song. Right? Or, you know, this is for me. And we come in with this mindset. And so it's not about, listen, I'm not sitting here and saying you should not be ministered to. Of course you should be ministered to. Of course you should be encouraged. And of course you should be built up. We want that for you. Amen? 
Like your, your church leaders are sitting here going, man, we're thinking about this. Like how can we build each other up? How can we make Sunday service so that people are encouraged and these kind of things? We want that for you. Of course that's going to happen. We want that to happen. But hear me on this, friends. If that's all that's happening is that you're being built up, you're missing it. You're missing it. Because it's not just all about you. That's America where it's all about you. This is the body of Christ. It ain't all about you. It's about us, Jesus for us. It's about Jesus. And so we're not really worshiping God the way that he wants us to worship him if we're not worshiping this way, in a three-dimensional type of way. A three-dimensional type of way. Listen, our worship is to be focused on ministering to each other as we draw near to God. Right? And all these things start happening, right? And let me tell you again, it's beautiful when these things happen, isn't it? Have you ever been to, right, come to church and somebody just encouraged you? And I'm not just talking about, like, you know, from here. I'm talking about out here. Somebody just, man, just, they prayed for you. They smiled at you. You hadn't been smiled at all week. Somebody smiled at you, just let you know that, hey, this is, you're loved here. We're glad that you're here. Maybe you haven't heard that, that, hey, your presence matters. You being here matters. It means something. How does that make you feel? Doesn't it make you feel like, hey, I, I, I have value here. I, I, I matter in this place. Right? I, I, I matter. What was, there was a, an old show. I'm trying to remember. It was set in a bar. It was uh, Cheers. And what was the main part of Cheers? You want to go where what? Everybody knows your name, right? There was camaraderie there. There was a, a fellowship in that setting. And I know it was centered around a bar, but it doesn't matter. The point being what? That they wanted to go. And that's such, so, so much truth to that. You want to go where people know your name. You want to go where you know you have relationships with people, right? It's why you don't sit there and hop from church to church to church to church to church to church. Right? It's why you sit here and say, hey, this is my church. Because eventually you sit there and go, people know my name. And I know their name. And we know, not just know each other's name, but now we know each other. Right? We, want, we want that for you. So the big thing here this morning is this is the way that God designed it to be. That we gather together corporately. We gather together to minister to God right? vertically. God is also ministering to us. But at the same time, he's pushing us out to minister to and build each other up and encourage each other. And this is really what happens on Sundays. This is what is so important about gathering together on Sundays. Two Christians are better than one. Amen? Two Christians are better than one. But they're only better than one if they're one, if they're together. If they're not together, they're not better than one. Right? If they're all by themselves, they're not better. But we're better what? Together. We're better together. And so our worship on Sundays is distinct. I would tell you this, and I'm going to start wrapping up here, but to keep growing in Christ, you keep coming to church. That's what I would tell you. Make, in 2024, make the gathering, right, together with other believers, essential. Right? Make it a priority on your weekend schedule. When you're sitting there doing your month, you know, calendar, Man, write it down. Church, 1030. Small group, this time. 
put it on the calendar and say, that's a non-negotiable. I got to be there. Right? Ah, you know, but, you know, little Johnny's got a, a, a birthday party. Well, little Johnny's going to be late to the birthday party. Right? Listen, and I'm not, telling you, I'm not telling you this as an example. I think pastors who always set themselves as examples, I think it's like kind of cheesy and arrogant. But I would tell you that something that, that we do in our house, but it's not because Julie and I are so like holy and things like that where we sit there and say, hey, Sunday morning you, we don't let our kids miss. It's because our parents were the same way with us. Right? Like, hey, you have, no, we're not missing church. Like when we were on sabbatical for six weeks this summer, we went to church, sometimes twice, because why? It's important to gather with the body of Christ, amen? It's something that, hey, no matter what, on Sunday, I'm going to be at church. And if, hey, right, that's what we're going to do. We really commit to the gathering, right, of, of gathering with other believers. What I want to do, and we're almost done, is I want to encourage us next week. Here's my homework that I'm going to give us. How many of you want homework? All right, here's homework, okay? Everyone's getting homework. Whether you raise your hand or not, you got outvoted. See, that's what happens when you don't vote, right? You, you're going to get outvoted, right? But here's what happens. Next week, I want you to come prepare to offer a word of encouragement to someone who sits around you. Now, you can do that in, in a few different ways. You can come next week and say, hey, look at who's sitting next to you who's around you. And go, you know what, okay, I'm going to be praying for them this week. Think of next week, next Sunday morning when you come in, how are you going to encourage somebody else next week? Listen, the people sit around you pretty much in the same spot every single Sunday. Except for Barry, he's over here today, right? Everybody else is pretty much always in the same area, right? Uh, but for real, next Sunday when we come in here, I want everyone to come in here. You come in here next Sunday with a word of encouragement in some way, whether that's a card. You sat there and you said, hey, I'm, you know what? I, this week, I prayed for you. I prayed for you about, you know, your family. I prayed for you about your job. I prayed for you about your health. Here's what I prayed for you. And you had that card, you give it to them. Or you just come next Sunday and say, hey, I prayed for you the whole week. I thought about you. Can I pray for you now? You know, you just come with, right? Next Sunday, we come in here with that kind of attitude. Imagine what a church at New Beginnings would look like if every single Sunday People were coming in with that kind of attitude, going, oh, man, you know what? Ah, Miss Linda, you know what? God puts her on, on your heart, and you go, you know what? When I see her Sunday, I'm coming with a word of encouragement. God, give me a word of encouragement for her. God, give me something that I can encourage her, that I can spur her on towards love and good deeds. Amen? Imagine if we're all thinking of each other like that throughout the week. Not just, hey, at 12 o'clock, now I got, it's 12.01, I got to think of, my job tomorrow. You know what I mean? Imagine if we're sitting here all week going, man, I'm, I'm praying for Jim. I'm praying for that dude. And God, give me, give me things to pray. Lead me how to pray for him. And God, when I, when I see him on Sunday or when I see him this week, give me a word of encouragement to him to spur him on, to give him that, that extra juice that he might need. Does that make sense? And if we're all thinking this way of each other, what, what could happen? How much more beautiful could we be? How much more beautiful could we be, New Beginnings? Do we have room for growth? Oh, we do. We do. I'll end with this. One thing I say, and I've said it before in the past, and I got this from this story. People would come to, to church. They would come with their own lantern. 
And as they came with their own lantern, right, that lantern would help light up the sanctuary. Does that make sense? That's how they would light up the room so that they could worship together in a dark place is that they would all come with their own lantern. But if you didn't come with your lantern and you didn't come with your lantern and he doesn't come with his lantern, then the room is just a little bit what? Darker. But when you come, you make it a little bit more brighter. New Beginnings, we want this to be the brightest church in Homestead. Right? And it should be. There's no reason that it shouldn't be because now we know. Right? And it's not just that we have homework. It's that this needs to be a new way of life for New Beginnings. We got to be a church that sits here constantly is not just thinking about our own spiritual goods like this is a drive-through. It ain't a drive-through. Right? This is a place where we come and we go, God, I'm coming to minister to you, but I know you're going to minister to me. And God, as you're ministering to me, help me to minister to others. And God, I know I'm going to trust you that as I'm ministering to you and as I'm ministering to others, you're going to send other people to minister to me. Does this make sense? Imagine, imagine what new beginnings could be like if this is how we worship Jesus. Would you stand? Ask for the entire year of 2024. I'm going to ask it just one time. Just say it this one time. Ms. Jessica and your team, your prayer team, if you would go to the back every Sunday. Every Sunday from here on out, there's going to be people who will pray for you every Sunday. So you don't even, if there's, if there's singing happening, you can get up and move and go, hey, there's people who are willing to pray for me. They're willing to pray for uh, my family. They're willing to pray for my friend. They're willing to pray for my job. You come in here and you need encouragement, hey, let's pray. You come in here and you know someone who needs encouragement, let's pray. Right, you know someone who needs to, to, to be built up, let's pray for them. Let's, let's bring their name to the throne of God. Amen? Like, you know, you know someone who's not walking with the Lord? Hey, let's, let's bring their name to the throne of God. Right? Let's do that. Let's, let's do this. And so we're going to make this time, and it'll happen every Sunday. So I'm going to say that now collectively so that everybody hears it. Every Sunday when Gion and his team come up here to worship right after the message, you know there's going to be a time in that service every Sunday where there's going to be believers back there who are sitting there saying, this is my opportunity to minister to you. Like they want to minister to you. It's why they signed up to be on that praying team because they want to minister to you and you can go and get ministered to and people will pray for you. So you can never come in here and say, wow, man, I didn't get ministered to. Listen, there's opportunity every time. Amen? They will. So, and Gian and your team, would you guys come, come now? I'm going to ask the, the prayer team if they would go. Um, and listen, you don't have to feel bad. Oh, they're singing, you know, move. If you feel like, hey, I need to be prayed for, you go. And if you don't need to be prayed for today, that's fine. But every Sunday you have an opportunity to go get prayed for. You, need, you want God to just bless your marriage? Go get prayed for. You, you have someone who needs to be healed, go get prayed for, right? You having financial struggles, pray, right? We're going to do this as a way of we're ministering to each other, amen? All right, we need three-dimensional worship, but we need God's help to help us to change our mindset, don't we? So let's ask him, let's, let's talk to him. Father, Father, we do love you. And Lord Jesus, I thank you for every single person who's here. Our church is brighter because every single person in this room is here today. Lord, for those who aren't here, I know there's multiple people this morning who are sick, who are traveling. Lord, we lift them up, that you would bring them back to us safely, that you would protect them, that you would give them good time away, good rest. 
Lord, for the ones who are sick, that you would heal them, strengthen them. Lord, we pray for your protection, your continued protection over our church family this week. Lord, for those who have hard, hard church where three-dimensional worship happens, that this would be a church where, God, we don't just come to get our spiritual needs met, but we come ready with a word of encouragement. We come ready with how we're going to give. We come ready with how we're going to serve. We come ready with how we're going to praise you and minister to you, God, and then we know at the same time you'll minister to us, that, God, you will, you will work in us. God, help us to be a church that really thinks of each other, that loves well, that spurs each other on towards love and good deeds like your, like your scripture says. Lord, we, we see the vision of what new beginnings could be. We see it. We see how much more beautiful we could be, how much brighter it could be if we all came with this sense of, I'm going to minister to other people. I'm coming to minister and, and build somebody up today. Lord, help us to think of other people as more important than we think of ourselves. Lord, yes, there are times where we do need to be encouraged, and there are times where it's hard, but Lord, we know that you can help us. So Holy Spirit, we're praying that you would change our minds. It's the only, it's the only way that anything ever changes in our lives is if you change our minds. And so God, we're asking you to change our minds today. Help us to see how important each other is. Help us to value each other. Help us to know that important. That it's not okay for us to sit here and say, ah, I'll just, I'll just make it up with you later, God. Help us to understand that when we don't show up, someone's not getting blessed. Someone's not being encouraged. Somebody's not being ministered to. And our area is darker. Help us to understand the importance of the gathering. Help us to not neglect, like your word has said, Lord, that, that we should not neglect that as some are in the habit of doing. Lord, help us to be a habit that forms in our life this year in 2024. That we would sit here and say, no, it's important that I gather together with my brothers and sisters. That I need to be with them. I need to go and encourage. I might be tired. I might be exhausted from a hard week. But Lord, if I don't show up, someone's not going to be ministered to and encouraged. Something is not going to happen. Lord, help us to have that kind of mindset where it's important that we show up. But also, Lord, not just that we encourage each other. But, Lord, knowing that you will minister to us, that you will work in our hearts and our minds, and you will help us to grow closer to your son, Jesus. You will help us to grow in his likeness. You will help us to walk faithfully. And, Lord, we know ultimately that the goal of, of gathering together is not just to worship you. It is. But it's also to help keep us faithful until the day that you call us home. And, Lord, that's ultimately all of us want to be faithful. We've asked you to do only what you can do to change our hearts and our minds today. And Jesus, by faith, we trust that you will do it. We pray this in your name, Jesus, the name above all names. Amen.